This is a Soulfire production. You're listening to the Simply Be podcast, episode number 236. All right, my beautiful friends, welcome back to the Simply Be podcast. I am your host, Jessica Zweig, and I am so excited to be here in this month of April. Fresh vibes. I know that this world is gone cray and it can be a heavy vibration, just a lot of intensity, a lot of polarity. And I just hope my intention and wish for you in this show is that it just provides you a dose of light. There are so many things that I could, of course, cover. And yes, I'm, I'm here to talk about personal branding since I started a multi-seven-figure award-winning agency called Simply Be that helps people build expert-level brands. I talk about what it's like to run a business, to build a business, to be an entrepreneur, to manage people, to be a leader, to become a leader. I talk about building a platform. I wrote a book called Be, a no-bullshit guide to increasing your self-worth and net worth by simply being yourself that really is a tactical roadmap as to how to build a platform that, you know, serves, yes, your own business and career and bottom line, but ultimately serves the world. And we talk about spirituality. We talk about empowerment. We talk about authenticity because at the core of all of my work, it's really just to help show you the light that you are and hopefully give you one big fucking permission slip to live that light boldly and bravely and unapologetically into the world. And that is really what the show is about. And so thank you for being here. Thank you for coming back. If you are not new, if you are new, welcome. Every single month, we pick a different intention, theme, conversation point, and we switch it up month to month. And this month, we're talking about the power of alignment. And I am so excited about this guest today and all of the incredible, magical things we're going to talk about and why, where you came from, (laughs) where you really came from, is a key to getting into even more alignment to who you truly were born to be on this planet at this time in this body called you. But before we get into my conversation today and introduce my guest, I want to talk about you, my listener. This show above all, above marketing and branding and social media and leadership and spirituality and all of the things that, yes, we discuss at the core of this show, the topic of this show, what this show is really here for is you and your own personal expansion and evolution. And so I want to highlight you. I want to know you. I want to truly make these shows about you. And so I'm running a really fun contest. If you leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, I want you to screenshot that review. Leave us a couple sentences of how the show has impacted your life, what you loved about it, who's been your favorite guest, whatever feels authentic to you. Leave a couple sentences, five stars, screenshot it, and send it to me over on Instagram. I spend a lot of time in my DMs. And... Tell me about yourself in that DM. Share with me your business. Share with me what you're obsessed with. Tell me how you're making a difference in the world. Tell me about who you're serving and why. Do you have a podcast yourself, a book you're launching, a a product you're launching? 
I want to know you and I'm here to truly support you and shine light on you in this community. So I am so excited to feature this boss of a woman that came through my DMs and her name is Bria Martin. I'm going to link her LinkedIn and her Instagram all in the show notes, but she is vice president of culture and organizational strategy for a purpose-driven rare disease biopharma company. Okay. I was like, okay, pause. I love knowing women who are making moves and making a difference. And part of her role is overseeing everything from leadership development, which is super close to my heart, to DEI, to communications, to strategy and vision. She's trademarked her work as organizational consciousness. Okay. Yo, can you see why I was obsessed with her from the second I started reading? She's on a mission to elevate the consciousness of companies and the people working within them. She's on a mission to make humanity the new universal bottom line and transform the workplace to one of profound purpose and growth. She is really at the edge of great change inside of big companies. And at the core of that change is not necessarily perfect strategy or, or organizational structure, but the expansion of consciousness. I just loved everything about her. I felt like I met a sister reading this, somebody else in the world that is working within this collective to rebirth and awaken it to frankly more love. We need that inside of companies. We need that inside of big companies. And we really need women, just saying, at the top of those companies, like my friend Bria is. And yes, I just called her a friend because I know that if we met, we would totally be friends making those moves. And so I'm, I'm just amazed at who's listening to this show. It's just so moving to me to know that this show is a part of your life. So thank you so much, Bria, for leaving that review and sending me this message. And who knows who's going to come across your LinkedIn or IG because of the Simply Be podcast. So go give Bria some love. I'm again, leaving her information in the show notes. And if you want to be featured next, then head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave five stars, screenshot it, send me a DM on IG and tell me about yourself. All right. Now, let me tell you about my guest, Emily Logan Lewis, also known as Emily the Mystic. So, yo. Okay. So here's, <laughs> here's probably no secret to you guys. I believe in aliens. I actually was told once they don't like to be referred to as aliens. Aliens have a negative connotation. They are extraterrestrials. They are beings from other parts of the universe. And, you know, if they're aliens, so are we. We're aliens too, right? I believe that there are lots of different life forms in this infinite universe. And that's not spirituality or woo-woo. That is just simply science. If you really study, I don't know, reports that come out of Harvard and NASA and great scientists like Nassim Haramim, who I've studied, I mean, there's real science behind this, not pro possibility or probability, but fact. And my guest today, you know, is a, is a clear channel. And she is somebody that has the ability to really commune with all different types of star systems and star families. We are all hybrids. At least this is what I believe. And what I know my guest, of course, believes that we have 
different strands from different families that, you know, are in alignment with our personalities. And she breaks down all the different star families today. And hopefully you can kind of identify maybe which one you are from. But we also talk about so many other aspects of of Emily's work. She is an Akashic reader. I had a session with her actually prior to this podcast. She nailed it. She knew exactly who I was. She's super gifted. And I just think that this conversation, when it comes to the power of alignment, you know, we like to know our astrology and our human design and our Enneagram and all of these incredible sort of tests and mystical sciences that reveal our personalities. And I don't know about you, but learning about those, learning about myself through those modalities has really been so empowering, has been so affirming. It's given me so much confidence and connection within myself to know the design and the reason for why I am the way that I am. And knowing your star family is just another, another tool to get into more alignment. So really excited to have her on the show this month. So who is Emily the mystic? She is an intuitive mentor, spiritual teacher, Akashic records, master consultant, and she's on a mission to soften shadow work, the deepest part of our subconscious and help quote unquote old souls heal, which I think if you're listening to my show, you're an old soul too, as well as reclaim their intuitive gifts, manifest their dreams and experience the most joyful life while doing it. This is her whole thing. Can you see now why I really wanted her on my show? The name of her game is Joy Too. And I'm just really excited for you to hear her story. It's, it's pretty unconventional how she landed in this sort of world and made it her profession. And she's got a lot of really incredible value to offer you today. So I would clear some space to really take this one in and get in tune with yourself so that you can find your alignment, which is obviously connected to potentially your star family, but most of all, your joyous experience in living this human experience, this human life called yours. That's what it's really all about. So without further ado, here is my incredible conversation with the mystical Emily, the mystic. Emily, we had a session a couple weeks ago. I loved your energy. You are clearly a, a channel and super gifted. And my audience knows this is the stuff I really love talking about spiritual yeah. <laughs> healing art. So I'm mm-hmm. so excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the Simply Be podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and to share some of my magic with your audience. So thank you for yes. having me. You're so very welcome. And you definitely have true magic. And I was blessed to witness it firsthand. But before we sort of talk about your practice, your gifts, what our session was really about, I'd love to kind of open that up to my audience. You know, it's, it's so funny reading about you because you weren't like the girl talking like to spirits when you were five, like you kind of went down this very traditional path of, you know, going to school, getting a date, corporate job, and and then found spirituality just in the last year, really your gifts came online in the last couple of years, but kind of walk us back, tell us your story, you know, brought you to this moment. I want to hear about the shift out of the day job and the awakening that you had to come into this work. 
Absolutely. So I was a very sensitive, intuitive, empathic kid. I'm a Pisces and I'm a true Pisces through and through. I was always the the dreamer in the back of the classroom who would be daydreaming instead of paying attention in school. And I, as a kid, I absolutely loved everything mystical and magical. I loved the fairies and I would play games with my childhood best friend around finding fairies in our yard and writing them little letters. And I was in love with like mystical fantasy things like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and all, you know, all of those different movies and books and so forth. And I actually really found a love for spiritual topics from a really young age. I would go to the library in Barnes Noble with my mom when I was like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old and found my way somehow into the new age section of the library and became obsessed with it and started reading as many books as I could about astrology and numerology and the law of attraction, even though I was a 10 year old kid and didn't really fully comprehend what some of those topics were, some part of my soul knew and understood. And I felt really seen in a way by reading some of those books because I actually went to Catholic school for 12 years. So with my full Catholic education, (laughs) I didn't really feel understood in school or by my parents. And I had these belief systems that were very contrary to what I was being taught in school and in church and so forth. And everything that I was reading about at the library and in and, and Barnes and Noble, like made me feel seen and made my beliefs, made me feel like those books really understood who I was at a soul level. Mm-hmm. So for me, I also wanted to believe that I was psychic, to believe that I was intuitive. I was sort of always waiting for someone to knock on, <laughs> knock on my door and say, Emily, like you're a psychic kid. We want to have you on a TV show about psychic kids. So I was sort of always waiting for that invitation into the world of psychic gifts and intuition, because I was never really able to see that I had those gifts within myself. I just want to say, first of all, we're like so same. I was that young 10 year old girl going to Barnes and Noble or Borders bookstore. With yes, my mom. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to go to the new age section. I didn't even understand it, but it called me. I think that's yep. really funny. Maybe people who are listening were like, yeah, that was me too. I vividly remember those, those days at the bookstore. My mom would like take my brother to like the kids section or she would go find her fiction novels. And I was like, where's the astrology in stubborn? <laughs> so, but what you also said, which is so profound, and I think has many layers, is feeling like you needed an invitation, that you needed some sort of outside validation, yeah. that you belonged as a spiritual teacher, or you had gifts that you know someone else had to say for you versus you claiming for yourself. And so from what I can see, you kind of went on a the Quidodian sort of journey of building a nine to five life and went into fashion and like then found this and gave yourself permission. So can you talk about that, that journey? Like you, from the real life kind of normal job, quote unquote, if we want to even call it that to kind of where you are right now and, and what that transition looked like. And I think another important point that I want to make too, is my intuitive and psychic gifts are very different than what we are taught them to be because we see all of these mediums and intuitives and psychics on TV who are very clairvoyant. 
meaning they're clear seers. They can see perhaps with their physical eyes, spirits or ghosts or energies. And they've been that way since they were a kid. Clairvoyance is not my main gift. So I didn't grow up seeing spirits or seeing energies and so on and so forth. My main gifts are claircognizance, which is clear knowing and clairaudience, which is clear hearing. And because I wasn't able to understand how those gifts worked as a kid, I didn't realize I was receiving a ton of psychic and intuitive information. But Mm. when I sort of came into my gifts, which I'll get to in a moment later in life and realized how they worked, I was like, oh my gosh, wait a second. You mean that other people aren't constantly feeling and knowing things? They're not receiving messages in their head, like sentences and words from their guides at all times. And it kind of coming into my gifts and understanding how they worked and how they're different than what we're taught to believe about psychic gifts really helped me realize I am super intuitive and my gifts are just different. And there's something really beautiful about that. So in 2020, it's so funny because you're not the only person. A lot of people had like really big awakenings. Yeah. And then, yeah. And this, there's so many beautiful things, frankly, came from that experience in the collective consciousness. But, and also not so beautiful things, but that's not what this episode's about. So I want to hear what happened to you specifically in 2020. Uh, you were working a job as a trainer, you know, I've done some background on you and you, you weren't doing, you weren't Emily, the mystic, you know, only three years ago. So what, what happened? What was the catalyst? Yeah. So when I graduated from college, I got a job right out of college as a buyer for a major fortune 500 retail company. And I had this really glamorous job on paper. I was buying product product for this major retail store and was going to New York and involved in the fashion industry. And it was like this very glamorous job. However, at the same time, I was also really interested in health and fitness and working with my physical body. And that sort of became my escape from having this really high pressure, high intensity, very exhausting job. And so when I found health and fitness there, I also began to receive a bit of an, what I now realize was an intuitive nudge in January of 2020, before the pandemic hit, that was telling me, Emily, you need to pursue this love of health and fitness and start a business with that. And so while I was working in corporate, I was like, okay, I'm going to start a side hustle. I'm going to learn what it means to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to get my personal trading certification. I'm going to start working with clients on the side. And so I started this side business. And at the time I was working in this corporate job in person, commuting and so forth. So when the pandemic hit, I started working from home. And all of a sudden I had all of this time to throw myself into this side business and getting my personal training certification. And because everybody was at home, I was easily able to find clients who needed support with learning how to work out from home and doing at home exercises. And I know this sounds like a lot all at once, but at the same time at that moment, when the pandemic hit, I had time to start relearning about spirituality again. And I started listening to podcasts about spiritual topics. And I found my bookshelf with all the spiritual books, you know, that I had bought as a kid. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot about this part of myself. I can't believe I've been disconnected from this part of myself for so long. And it all started 
flooding in all at once. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with all of this. I'm obsessed with the health and the fitness and the spirituality. How can I figure out a way that I can combine everything? And that's sort of when my business started to take a little bit of a spiritual turn. I mean, your business is beautiful. I mean, obviously I do personal branding and I'm a branding snob and I love your, your platform. It's beautiful. Like the colors, the fonts, the messaging, it's, it's clear that you're very much in alignment. I think to me, you can have the most beautiful brands and fonts in the world, but if you're not embodied in your authentic gifts and your, your purpose, it's not going to shine through. And you know, I'll just say this too candidly. I get a lot of pitches for my podcast and guests to come on and like, you resonated. I was like, yes, this girl, mm-hmm. I want to talk to her. And, you know, now you are practicing, you know, you are, I want to say like a full-time mystic, like you're, yeah. you, yeah. So you do a whole host of modalities. You do acoustic reading, quantum healing. Talk to me about, why don't you explain to the audience, since I know it's a big core part of your work now, what mm-hmm. the Akashic records are. I'm sure some people have heard of them. Some people know what they are, but maybe a lot of people listening have no idea what they are. So what what are the Akashic records? And then what do you do as a mystic healer with mm-hmm. the Akashic records with your client? So I found the Akashic records when I had just sort of turned my business into this beautiful spiritual embodiment of me. And I was doing a combination of psychic and mediumship readings for clients and for the audience to know what that means. Psychic readings to me are all about channeling information and guidance for what's going on in the client's life. And mediumship is all about channeling messages from loved ones on the other side. And I found that I was able to receive a certain level of information about my clients, but not to a degree that would be able to help them heal with what they were going through. Yes, they received a lot of guidance, but not a lot that could support them with their journey and their journey as a soul. And I just happened upon the Akashic Records during this business journey and learned that the Akashic Records are basically, I like to think of them as like the cloud storage library for every soul ever in existence. And this cloud storage Mm -hmm. library, it's not a physical library. It's an energetic, metaphysical, vibrational library of information that vibrates at the energetic frequency of unconditional love and truth. So I use my psychic and intuitive senses to tune into the Akashic Library and to download the information, the messages, the healing, and the guidance for wherever my clients are on their own soul's journey. And I found that with doing this Akashic Records work, I'm able to support my clients at an even deeper level so that they can really feel seen and held in a safe container to be able to heal from whatever it is that they are currently going through in their life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way that I understand, like Akashic Records were explained to me once and and tell me like, if you align with this. It's like, we all have these like lifetimes. Like, I mean, and I, I read one of my favorite books in the world is Bringers of the Dawn by Barbara Marcinac, mm. about the Palladians. And they talk in the book about the living library, right? And that we are the living library. It's encoded in our DNA. And all of the, all of that information exists in the quantum field. And we are being impacted by that, like unconsciously, you know, in this, in this lifetime. And someone once explained the Akashic Records, like, you know, like old school, like photography strips, like when you would have cameras and like you yeah. pull out like 
the, and it would be sort of dark, like the little pictures. And when you do an Akashic reading, depending upon like our reading, you called upon a very specific lifetime that I had that was directly related to issues of me, you know, right now that I'm dealing with, like really owning my success, like, you know, feeling like I'm not behind because I'm slower or taking things in a different, more integrous path, whatnot. But that when you're doing an Akashic reading, it's like the reader like kind of holds up the light to a particular, like each square kind of represents different lifetimes and whatever kind of needs to be illuminated based on what you're looking to heal can come through and be channeled. And, and that's how I once understood it. And if that's is that like accurate, a good explanation. Yeah. I love that. I've never heard that before, but that's so perfect. It totally makes sense. Yeah. And the way that I like to think of it is because we talk a lot in the spiritual community about healing and healing work from this lifetime in particular, the way that I see it is that the soul has all of these different fragments, meaning different versions of the soul. You can kind of think of it as a Clementine with different segments. So each of those segments of the Clementine represent a fragment or a lifetime and incarnation that your soul has been through. And all of those fragments or incarnations are affecting what the soul is going through right now. So something that you've been through in this lifetime that you may perceive as traumatic or challenging or something that you need to do some healing around is very, very likely rooted in something that happened in a past life. And so when we can come to understand what the soul has been through in the past, again, time is not linear. It is multidimensional. So all this is affecting us all at once. We are able to understand what our soul has been through and realize, okay, we can take a deep breath. This is not me now. It's not a, you know, this is not who I am. I can let this go. I can heal from this and I can come to a greater, higher level of understanding about me, my soul and what it's been through in the past. Yes. One of the things that you say that I love is you help old souls have more fun and actually enjoy life. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm an old soul. I know I am. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I have been on this deep spiritual journey for a while and it hasn't been that fun. You know, like there's been a lot of pain and suffering. I think when you are an older soul to, you know, carry the burden of these quantum like frequencies of lives that didn't, you know, feel good or end up the way you wanted them to, or had trauma. And then you kind of unconsciously are playing it out. And I have just really, and my audience knows this because I've been talking about it all year, like the true unlock, like the true next level of like high, high, high vibrational spiritual fulfillment and embodiment and magnetism and manifestation comes from joy, comes from like levity and lightness and not having to feel like the burden of these lifetimes need to be played out. Like you can actually clear it. Um, And that's one of my biggest, that was one of my questions for you. You are very much a clear channel. Like when I met you, like even talking to you now, you have, you almost look like you're glowing. (laughs) You know, and I think everybody has access to this. Like you, you know, you can hire Emily or healer to help you kind of, you know, walk you through things. But I believe we are all our own power source and can really, get our own information. So what tips or practices do you do mm-hmm. that allow you to help you clear your channel to create that spaciousness, to have that clear audience or clear cognizance? What 
what are your, what is your day-to-day practice or like tools that you use? I I'm curious and I'm sure my audience is too. Yeah, absolutely. So of course we have to remember that we're all human beings, right? We live in a human body. We exist in this third dimensional plane. So I make sure that I spend a lot of time taking care of my physical vessel and my body, which starts with making sure that I'm getting enough sleep at night. And I am privileged enough to be able to work in this business full time and be able to schedule appointments and client sessions and so forth in the afternoon when I feel rested and recharged and like my full energetic capacity. So making sure that I'm getting enough sleep and that I'm waking up and feeling good and ready to be able to work with my clients. It's a huge, huge piece of my process. And then I always make sure that I make time for connecting with my guides in a meditative space, even if it's just for a few minutes to say hello, to check in with them and to see if there are any, you know, words of wisdom, guidance or messages that want to come through. One of the biggest parts of my journey has really been honing my discernment with working with the spirit world. Because especially when you're first getting started with your intuition and your psychic gifts, you and your sensitivity really starts to come online, you may start to receive a lot of stuff from the spirit world that may not necessarily be for your highest good, meaning connecting with lower vibrational energies or spirits or so forth that just want a piece of your humanness and who want to be able to connect with you and and share something with you. But when you're honing with your gifts, you need to really make sure that you're connecting with beings of the highest vibration of the highest light who do have your highest intentions in mind. So when I'm connecting with my guides, I really make sure, okay, am I connecting with my guides in the first place? Am I communicating with the beings who have my highest intentions? So I really make sure to ask the right Mm -hmm. questions when working with them and, and yeah, to, to see what they have to share with me for that day. Sometimes I'll pull cards depending on my mood, depending on, and on how I feel. And then I also, let's see what else, make sure I always make sure that I make time for physical exercise because that helps me to detox and let go of heavier energies from working with clients, from, you know, being around people in my own life. And I also make sure that I do other energy cleansing practices at the end of the day, such as making sure to cut cords with the clients that I've seen throughout the day or to cut cords with the people that I've been in contact with and asking my guides to help me to cleanse and clear my energy field so that I can be in my own natural energy frequency. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's all about returning back to Emily, returning back to my natural energy and letting go of anything that is not mine. And that's not for my highest good. And you simply just ask your guides for support yes. in doing that. Yeah. Do you have specific guides that you call on? Or are they your guides? Like, Archangel Michael or Gabriel or Jesus or Isis, like, do you work with anyone specifically? So right now I'm specifically actually working with Lilith, who is more of a darker feminine energy, super powerful. She's super empowering for helping me connect to my divine feminine. So I've been working with her. I've been working with goddess Isis. I work with Archangel Michael and St. Germain for energy Mm -hmm. cleansing and protection specifically. And then I also work with my Akashic Record Keepers, who are the group of guides who help me to navigate the Akashic Records and the messages that I need to receive there. Amazing. Yeah. I, my, my guides rotate, you know, I have my counsel. I actually, in a breathwork, crazy, amazing breathwork session, this was years ago, saw them. Like I basically 
had a pineal gland activation and was able to see like this, like this semicircle of, of guides, like sitting around me and like, they're always there. It was a knowing, like what I saw is always available and they're my guides. But, you know, you mentioned Isis. I was just in Egypt. Like I work with her too. Hathor, St. Germain, like there's a whole host of ascended masters and spirit guides that are, you know, wanting us to call upon them. At least that's my experience. So that's so helpful. So amazing. One thing that I really love that I kind of geeked out about when we, when we met is your access and understanding of star families. Cause I have always known that I'm Palladian, you know, and then you mentioned that, that I'm, I'm Dramadin as well. And I know that there's the Syrian family, the Minnetonkins, the, you know, Arcturians, there's so many, and maybe people listening are like, what the heck is she even talking about? So <laughs> I, I have, we don't have enough time to really like, for me to wrap my own brain and explain like the cosmic kind of grain of sand that planet earth is in this, you know, infinite universe and that we actually all are hybrids of other extraterrestrial beings. That's my belief, but I believe it in my body and therefore it is my truth. You have such a profound way. I watched, I went deep on your YouTube and watched your explanation of like all of these star families. So can you give my audience, you know, obviously just a high level explanation of like what star families are and then a crash course on a couple of the different star families that you see here often in, in this timeline and what they're about. Yeah, absolutely. So just so everyone knows what we're referring to, a star seed is someone who believes and understands that their soul has been created, originated somewhere else other than planet Earth. So most of us walk around thinking that our soul, we have this one lifetime where we're, you know, where we incarnate here on planet Earth and that's it. However, star seeds know and understand that they're soul's origination happened on a different planet in a different star system somewhere else other than earth and that can really help bring a lot of understanding about who you are because as a star seed you have special gifts and talents and a special energy frequency that is so un- unusual and unique in such a beautiful way and you are here on planet earth for a very specific mission and purpose to help our planet's evolution and to help assist in planet earth ascending to a higher energy frequency. So when you have that knowingness, you understand, okay, I know now why I may feel a little bit different than other people that I've encountered here on this planet. I know now why I perhaps felt misunderstood as a child or like I was the outsider, you know, looking in. I may Now I understand why I don't always feel at home here on planet earth. No matter where I go, I always feel like I'm missing something or, you know, something is missing from my life, or I feel like I'm searching for other people here who can understand me and get me and know me and so on and so forth. So that in a nutshell is what it means to be a star seed. And from what I've discovered with doing this channeling work is that we have usually 99% of the time have originated in one place in another star system within our universe. And then from there, we're star travelers, meaning we have had 
hundreds, if not thousands of different lifetimes in different star systems. So we become sort of like this cosmic and galactic melting pot of different experiences from these different star systems, all of which combine to create this very unique experience and training and knowledge that your soul has had throughout all of these different different lifetimes before you came here to planet Earth. So if you think that you are unqualified or you're not talented enough or you're not ready for whatever you're going through in your life right now, remember that you listening to this episode have likely had hundreds, if not thousands of lives doing other things, receiving training, and you are so qualified for exactly what you're going through in your life right now. And you're so, you're so ready for it. You're so equipped to navigate this specific lifetime. I will say that when I first got that explanation of basically what you just laid out, I was like, Oh, that's why I never fit into a click. That's why I've never felt like good in my own skin. That's why I've never known where to live. That's why I have felt on the outside of so many groups and situations because I'm not from here. Planet earth is in a familiar place. And I just, it was really healing to learn about my lineage of, you know, where I'm from. And I believe, so that's interesting. That's new to me that you originate from like one primary star family, and then you kind of pick up other kind of traits and attributes of other star families. So you told me that I was Palladian and Andromedan. What is my core? What did you see? They were showing me Andromedan as core, but most of wow. your recent lifetimes have been spent in the Pleiades, which is why you resonate with it more because you're closer to it. You just got the chills. That's so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so poignant. So explain from what I understand, the main star families are Styrian, Pleiadian, Octorian, Andromedan. Yeah. I've also heard of Minnetonkin. I've also yeah. heard like tons of others. Yeah. So can you, again, give us like a crash course, maybe like, Emily has a bunch of like videos, y'all on her YouTube. They're like 20, 30 minutes each explaining these families, which are so (laughs) fucking good. And I will link to it in the show notes. But can you give us kind of a breakdown of like, if someone's listening, like, I wonder what I am, you know, the attributes of a Pleiadian, an attribute of of Andromedan, attributes of Arcturian and Syrian, any, any, any other families you feel are really relevant right now? Yeah, absolutely. So So everyone understands where this information is coming from on my end as well. I created this personal project where I decided that I wanted to get to know all of these different star family groups on my own by channeling them for myself without reading what it was existing out there on the internet. So I've channeled, I think like 25 different groups at this point. So there are a lot, (laughs) there are a lot out there and they're all so different, which is so magical. I'm actually going to start with two that I see come up a lot in my practice. I attract, tend to attract these types of clients, which are the blueprinters, which is a group that we don't talk about a lot. The blueprinters are from the Andromeda galaxy, which is separate from the Andromeda constellation, which is where you're from. And the Andromeda galaxy exists elsewhere outside of the Milky Way galaxy. We're in the Milky Way galaxy, by the way, everybody. So the blueprinters are one of the oldest, most ancient, original starseed groups. I'm a blueprinter. We carry the original blueprint for what it means to live and exist and what divine source decided that we would, you know, what life would look like and what the original incarnation plan was supposed to look like. So as blueprinters, part of what we're here 
on planet Earth to do is to help create and bring humanity back to what the original blueprint is supposed to be, which is unconditional love, which is in alignment with, you know, the truth of who you are as a soul. So those are the blueprinters. So if you resonate with being a super, super old soul, you may really resonate with that soul group. Uh, The next one that I actually see a lot technically not a starseed group, but it comes up for my practice, are people who are from the angelic realm. So some of us have also spent incarnations with the angels, training with the archangels. And if you resonate with being an angelic soul, you are very much likely going to be an overgiver, an overdoer, an overdeliver, constantly giving of your time and energy to other people. You're crazy empathic to the point of not being able to really take care of your yourself and your own needs. And you're really here on this planet to learn how to take care of yourself and to take care of your own needs and how to help, um, how to be supported by other people. So those are the angelic souls. Now let's get into some more of the starseed groups. So we have the Arcturians. The Arcturians are from Arcturus, which is a star system. And the Arcturians are more of the intellectual of the starseed groups. So if you resonate mm-hmm. with being an Arcturian soul, you perhaps love learning. You're a lifelong learner. You maybe you really a you love higher education. You're constantly educating yourself. You're constantly learning about new topics and new things. The Arcturians are also very high frequency, high vibrational group. And they are known for advanced forms of energy healing and energy technology. So when I encounter Arcturian souls, when I do Akashic Records readings, it's very likely that they're here to advance healing in some way perhaps through working in the medical field, perhaps learning new ways of bringing energy healing to the collective. So the Arcturians, again, they're very known for learning high frequency and healing and helping other people to heal. The Andromedans are all about being. And that's one one of the reasons why that came up in your reading is because the Andromedans are master manifestors just by being themselves. And yeah, (laughs) exactly. And the Andromedans, and by the way, Andromedans being from the Andromeda constellation, uh, not the galaxy, the Andromedan beings are also master creators and builders. So they're really great at building a business or creating something from scratch, being an artist, being really creative in general, really having an eye for design, an eye for aesthetics, and really also loving things, beautiful things. Andromedan beings love beautiful things, living in a beautiful home, things like that. Let's see. Next, we have the Syrian beings from the Sirius star system. Syrian beings in general are more grounded. They're the most human-like out of all of the starseed groups. They're more down to earth. They're more connected to the physical body. Syrian starseeds love working with the physical body, so they may be really interested in personal training or health, fitness, even just like more laborious jobs and tasks that could take a lot of physical energy. So the Syrians are very connected to the body. They're also very connected to nature and the environment. So they love taking care of the planet. Of uh, They love recycling. They love making sure that planet Earth is taken care of and that they're doing their part to ensure that they're being sustainable with with their lifestyle. So those are the Syrians. The Pleiadians are another really 
common group that I see come up a lot in my practice. Pleiadian starseeds are Pleiadian starseeds are very the word that always comes to mind for me is revolutionary. Like you're a rebel with a cause, you're here to lead a movement, you're here to really create massive change on this planet. You see, I always think of I always equate Pleiadians to the astrological sign of Aquarius. It's like mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. see things differently than other people. You're a visionary. You see things before they happen. And that can feel a little bit isolating because it's like, oh my gosh, how am I, am I really understanding the world correctly? Because what I see on TV and what other people are telling me to do is not my own belief system and is not the way that I see the world. Mm. Uh, so, and the Palladians are also known for really enjoying life. So they are always reminding us that we are here to have more fun, that we're here to play, that we're here to be more childlike, and that life here on planet Earth doesn't have to feel so heavy all of the time. We're here to create massive change so that we can, you know, enjoy what it means to be human and to relax a little bit into that. So I love this. That thank you for that. That's like definitely a crash course, but a deep one. And I'm sure people are listening and be like, I think I know what I am. If you have an inclination, maybe you will share this podcast, tag me, tag Emily. We'll leave all of her info in the show notes and let us know what Darcy family you think you're from. I want to know who my audience is, like terrestrial makeup of my my community. That would be really fucking cool to know. So according to my session with Emily, I am Andromedan, which totally makes sense being manifesting. I do love beautiful things. I love clothes. I love beautiful home decor. I I care about like the quality of my candle, you know, like I'm obsessed with that kind of stuff. And I like to, you know, I know I'm a Palladian. I've channeled them and I've spoken with them and connected with them. And this idea of being a revolutionary and a cause, a voice for good, positive change, you know, being visionary, sometimes feeling like you're crazy. Like when I watched the whole pandemic go down, I was like, is this a movie? Like, you know, everyone, not everyone, but there was a lot of like sheep mentality. And I was like the opposite and people thought I was crazy. And so, you know, we won't go there, but as you were saying that it just, it's such a pointed example of how I've often, you know, felt revolutionary in my thought, especially compared to like my family at times or, you know, my, my community. So I find that knowing, you know, what family you're from and also just doing this work that you do is, is profoundly life-changing and extremely healing makes you feel understood less alone, you know, that empowered. So I, you know, the spiritual arts, if you will, have been, and my audience knows that the cornerstone to my professional success. And this is why I love bringing people like you onto my show because we talk about business here and personal branding and marketing and leadership and, you know, how to be a great entrepreneur, but you can't have that in my opinion, to the expansion and the extent of success and impact and manifestation, unless you're fully embodied in your spiritual practice and who you really are. So I just want to thank you for your, your gifts, your wisdom. I think you've got such a bright light in you and I'm just really grateful. I have actually just two more questions for you. My second to last question is something that you said in your, when I was reading about you is that you believe that we can heal in an instant. 
mm-hmm. that we can like change our lives in an instant. And I, I just would love for you to share why you believe that and how yeah. you, how, how one can do that. I believe that we are quantum master creator beings and that whatever we decide to be true, we can make it true within ourselves, within our own reality. And we have to decide that. I feel like a lot of people want to live more in a little bit of a victim mentality with feeling like the world is against them, with feeling like they have no control over their life, with feeling like they can't take responsibility for where they are. And therefore, it may feel a little bit harder and a little bit more challenging to heal or to get ahead in your life or to create the things that you want. But when you decide to take responsibility for yourself, for your soul, for your life, and you decide that you're ready to heal and you decide that you're going to manifest the life of your dreams, whatever that looks like for you, all it takes is that decision and declaring it to the universe and knowing it and feeling it in your being and knowing and trusting in yourself that you can do it. And you will, you absolutely will. You will absolutely prove yourself right every single time. Full body chills. (laughs) <laughs> so that 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 quote's like what whether you think you can or you can't you're right 100 exactly yeah yeah and i love that you just used the word responsibility and empowering yourself to diminish the victim narrative yeah that decision in and of itself is which i made six seven years ago at a retreat and we'll get into the details that moment turned my whole life around it's it's how i started simply be and went on to manifest this life and it was a decision that I was no longer a victim, but I was actually completely fully responsible for my own happiness mm-hmm. and sadness, frankly. Mm-hmm. And so beautiful, super aligned. I love that you said that. And I, I know that there are people listening who really probably needed to hear that. So Emily, thank you so much for being here today. This was amazing. Went by so fast. You're just such a light, so brilliant, clear channel. Would love to ask you the final question I ask all my guests. And obviously the word Simply V means a lot to me. It's my business name. It's my podcast name, all things. But what do those two words mean to you? It means being myself and being Emily and getting to literally just enjoy the essence of this human experience from being in my own natural energy and being able to enjoy it. And it's really funny because over the weekend, I was actually on a a ski trip with some family. And while I was away, I was like, you know what? This is what life is really all about. Enjoying these moments with the people that we love, trying new things, getting out of our comfort zones, having fun, just like getting the experience just to be. That's Mm -hmm. what we're here to do. Chills again. Yes, that was a huge message I got when I was in Egypt by the way, from the goddesses of, ha- of Hathor. It was like, this human experience is to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And it's your human experience. It, so enjoy it. And Emily, tell us where people can find you and, and learn more about you. Absolutely. So I'm Emily the Mystic. You can find me on all platforms, Emily the Mystic, specifically YouTube and Instagram. So make sure you check out my Cosmic Connection series on YouTube because you'll find a lot of starseed information there. And you can also check out my website, which is emilythemystic.com. It's beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much for my incredible reading with you a couple of weeks ago and for you coming on my show. And I'm just happy that we're in each other's orbits and you dropping all of this beautiful wisdom to my audience was, was amazing. Thank you so much. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun to be here and I'm sending so much love to everybody who's listening. <laughs>